This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi guys, welcome to a snacky episode of our mental health awareness podcast, the SOS show. And of course, as we had mentioned in the last couple of episodes, we are altering between a longer format and a shorter format just to experiment with something new because everything that needed to be discussed on mental health is there on our podcast with all the important people working in the field of mental illness there. So don't forget to check out the earlier episodes as well. In this snacky episode, we shed light on stigmatization of mental illness and why it remains a concern as we move forward. The resources and citations for this episode are mentioned in the description. They are journals.sagepub.com, researchgate.net, psychiatryonline.org. The stigmatization of persons with mental illnesses continues to be a primary deterrent to prevention and treatment efforts. But the research adds that the level of stigmatization of mental illnesses differed with every mental illness. For example, stigmatization of schizophrenia was significantly higher than stigmatization of depression. It also adds that where stigma was less, the treatments were more effective. Also, significantly less stigmatization of mental illness was found among females than among males, which means that the males suffered more if they had a mental illness. Section of the psychiatric services revealed that what happened to the persons with mental illnesses who were stigmatized, they, they had lower self-esteem, they discontinued the medications and there was a significant social impairment. So to tackle the stigma, the mental health models have increasingly uh, moved towards a human rights model that views stigma as a form of social oppression uh, resulting from a complex socio-political process that exploits and entrenches the power imbalance between people who stigmatize and those who are stigmatized. People who have a mental illness, they have identified mental health and health providers as key contributors to the stigmatization process and worthy targets of anti-stigma interventions. So there have been six approaches that have been classified for stigma reduction. They're described as education, protest, contact-based education, legislative reform, advocacy, and stigma self-management. We have seen all these approaches significantly grow since the time we started our podcast in 2019. And we have seen people openly talk about it. We have seen celebrities come and endorse the movement. We have seen education practices increase in villages and schools. And all this has come across in our earlier episodes of the podcast. So do go and check it out. So what are the other things that stigma does besides working on the self-esteem of the person is that it denigrates the value of person who has a mental illness and the social and professional support systems designed to support them. It creates inequities in fundings and service deliveries that undermine recovery and full social participation. Mental health professionals have often been identified as part of the problem, but they can redress this situation by becoming important partners in anti-stigma work. Journal Sageworm.com continues the thought uh, as it says that what does stigma do to a person who is suffering from mental illness is quoted like this in modern times, despite having replaced asylums for the general hospital psychiatric units and an array of community supports and services, people who have a mental illness still experience society's negative response to them as more devastating, disabling and life-limiting than the illness itself. So more than the illness, it is the society's response that debilitates them. 
and that leads to almost like a self-stigmatization process for a person who is suffering from mental illness as described in the paper by Dr. Patrick Corrigan and Dr. Deepa Rao that highlights the insidious process of self-stigmatization that may occur and describes novel approaches that have been used to reduce internalized stigma and to improve the self-esteem and empowerment of the person suffering from mental illness. So while these smaller focused efforts are not intended to improve public perceptions or behaviors they do hold considerable promise for an individual's personal recovery. Dr. Julio Flores also includes stigma self-management as one of six approaches that may be used to disrupt the stigmatization process. So while the earlier focus on stigma was as a byproduct of social organizations of psychiatry and psychiatric services, the recent theory, the subsequent theory has pertained to the social psychology of stigma, outlining the cognitive and attitudinal components necessary to create and maintain stigmatized worldviews. So from this vast array of research, it's clear that one of the most fundamental characteristics of stereotypes is that once established, they're highly resistant to change. And this suggests that we will need powerful multi-level strategies that address stigma at individual, interpersonal, and social structural levels. It also suggests that it will be important for anti-stigma activists to work early on before stereotypes have crystallized. The research paper also states that despite all the research that's happened on stigma, the perspective from those who are stigmatized, that part of the research is still lacking. And also the evidence base for anti-stigma programming is insufficient to speak about best practices in anti-stigma programming. Heather Stewart in her paper, Building an Evidence Base for Anti-Stigma Programming, mentions that anti-stigma interventions are approached broadly from a public health perspective that emphasizes the burden associated with mental illness and the importance of population-based approaches designed to promote health and reduce disability. The multifaceted nature of stigma, the overall complexity of many anti-stigma interventions, and the evolving nature of many anti-stigma interventions makes them difficult to evaluate. Basing evaluations on explicitly defined theories of program change helps to focus attention on indicators that are, can be logically linked to program activities and extends knowledge about how and why a program works. So three things that needs to be considered here is the burden of stigma, the rising popularity of stigma reduction activities, and adopting a public health perspective to consider evidence-based approach for anti-stigma activities. So when it comes to public health perspective, uh, there are public health models uh, which include public education and communication, which again includes legislative policy and fiscal reform, social marketing of ideas and behaviors, community advocacy and development and local community action. And all of these approaches have been variously used in the fight to reduce stigma and discrimination because of mental disorders. And of course, we have seen uh, the use of all these uh, in villages, in education, uh, in schools. In mental health models like Atmeta that was uh, discussed in detail in the earlier episodes, so you guys should go and check it out. But again, the matter of concern is that despite growing public health concern, mental disorders are not afforded the same policy or program priority compared to physical disorders. For example, the majority of the world's population still has little or no access to even the most basic mental health treatments. A third of the country is reporting to World Health Organization's Mental Health Atlas Project in 2005, for example, had no specified budget for mental health programming and one in five spent less than 1% of their total health budget on mental health. 
again the same concern rallies into the current budget of india where mental health is not given the same priority as physical health again some two third of the world's population have access to fewer than one psychiatric hospital bed per 10000 population more than half of these beds remain in large custodial institutions and in developed countries 35% to 50% of people do not receive any treatment for serious mental health issues and in developing countries that percentage is 76 to 85%. So this this large treatment gap uh is supposed to be traced back to a process of stigmatization that is fueled by deeply held fears and prejudices a process that limits access to adequate treatment and rehabilitation social benefits support and social and economic opportunities and results in a cycle of disability and disadvantage and these discriminatory practices are widely prevalent in both developed and developing countries making psychiatric stigma the single most important barrier to mental health development worldwide so coming back to the evidence based practice psychiatrists are coming under tremendous pressure to develop evidence based skills and provide detailed instructions in research methods and critical appraisal skills to psychiatric residents and the evidence based skills are going to provide the highest quality of care so what will the evidence supporting effective psychiatric interventions do they're going to promote greater confidence among funders among stakeholders uh, it will also be instrumental in diverting program and research funding to mental health also within psychiatry there's a source of funding bias as pharmaceutical companies provide a major share of funding and produce the lion's share of research data and the research paper concludes saying that developing a strong evidence base to support best practices in the delivery of high quality mental health care including best practices in anti stigma programming should remain a top priority and so building best practices in anti stigma programming will depend upon bridging the gap that exists between the scientific and practitioner communities So evidence based approach used in anti stigma programming is going to determine the direction in which the stigmatization of mental illness is going and how much are we able to control of it and reduce the treatment gap. And as mentioned earlier the resources for this episode the links are mentioned in the description do check that out if there's anything you guys would like to add you know where to find us take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.